you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Hi and hello, football fans. Your old pal Dave Damashek here. Make sure you check out the Dave Damashek football program. You can watch it on YouTube, NFL.com. You can listen to it on iTunes or Stitcher or NFL.com slash podcasts. We look at the world of pro football and the game called life. The Around the NFL podcast knows there are 32 teams in the NFL. Welcome back to another edition of the Around the NFL podcast. My name is Dan Hansis, and I'm joined by a room filled with heroes. Mark Sessler, Chris Wessling, and to my right for the very first time, Colleen Wolf. Hey, Dan. Dan, oh. he has to say hi first. I can't. I know. And you what? looked at me and that's, you didn't that even was say weird. what up, boys. What up, boys? You got thrown off. I'm so thrown <laughs> off by Colleen being to my right. It's just kind of a different spot. Colleen has always either been in the West <laughs> spot or the Mark spot. I can't step on Wes's Hey Dan. No, that it's is iconic. Part, yeah, so I'm not going to do it. You tried to pressure me into it, I think. That You've is never filled in for Greg before. I think I have. But not here. <laughs> Maybe not in this know. exact scene. Greg is like a rock that's been there since last <laughs> August, basically. So. Exactly. Greg's still uh, in the motherland, Japan. Oh. A land, not his, his native land. Not his land. But his wife, I don't believe she was born there, but her family is from Japan. Maybe There is a link. Born. There's a strong link strong between link. her family and that nation. Strong enough that uh, they go there on an annual basis or at least a biannual basis. There was a photo there was a photo on Facebook. Greg should have so the music is gets more and more ridiculous every time. Is he coming back? I think he's coming back, but there is a photo. Japan's interesting, an interesting place. A photo Greg posted of his his beautiful little girl and then with uh, his wife and then uh their grandmother or great grandmother first time uh that Ellis met the great grandmother. Oh, a beautiful photo, but in the back is a TV on, and it's like a, a completely bonkers Japanese game show. <laughs> Greg is totally expect? uncomfortable with us discussing this. I predict. I ju- I just assume that any um, any game show, or really any television that's 
my idea of Japanese television is just bonkers. It's crazy. I would love to Do go YouTube to Japan first. with Dan. I would love to <laughs> go there with you and just see what happens. <laughs> I would I would check out Japan. What is the last non-American country you visited? I, and I'm incl- I'm not including Mexico or Canada. I, Rubbing his eye, he's straining right now. No, I was in the Dominican Republic for uh, a wedding in January. That's right. So I've actually traveled abroad more recently than anyone in this room. I wouldn't call that abroad. Very cultured. <laughs> this is the went like 100 miles south of Miami. <laughs> it's in. I think it's in between Cuba and Florida, essentially. Good job. Cuba's closer to Miami than the Dominican is. Who knows? Spread your wings, Dan. It's somewhere in the middle. Start map. small. Today's a good show. It's pretty good. I like it a lot. It's good because Colleen's here. It's good because there's fun news to talk about, uh, and uh, we have a new uh, segment, uh, from, you know, that we took directly from our friends over at the uh, around the NFL subreddit, which everyone should be checking out. I think they have close to 1,000 uh, group members over there now. Uh, and uh, we like to use it as a resource, um, you know, for the show because we love to be in touch with the listeners. It's a fun page. They have a lot of really cool little discussions. I was checking it out the other night. Yeah, so check that out, and don't forget about the iTunes Challenge. Hashtag iTunes Challenge. Uh, leave comments on iTunes. Uh, give us some star rating. We're trying to beat the system, take down the giant Apple Corp. I had my wife look at the subreddit page, Simone, and she uh like a first look, she was like, why are you and Wes and Dan writing so much on it? Because there's these, I guess they're picking like icons or avatars right. of various podcast members' faces. But I had to explain to her that we are not on there almost at all, other than Wes. Wes is. Wes is a presence. I wouldn't say Wes that. Wes is our I, ambassador. I comment about once a day. Well, um, I showed it to my wife. She didn't care. <laughs> well, there was a there was a heavy level of not caring in my conversation too, but there was a moment of interest. Yeah, quickly, I think it's great. Quickly, Spark. quickly <laughs> not touched. Anyway, the the subreddit um, <laughs> did ha- have the idea in that we're going to actually talk about it today. Delta Coder was the name of the um, the user on Reddit, uh, and the the idea was if you don't have an NFL team, um, you know who would you pick? And uh, perhaps we can help you choose a team. So what we're going to do is go around the old horn here and each kind of nominate a team that would be a good team if you are, whether it's overseas and you're just getting into the game or if you're uh, someone like Wes who, uh, you know, resigned as a fan of a team and maybe he's looking to fall back in love. Wes, you can find love again in the NFL if you open up your heart. My heart is open. Okay, good. That's I, all I, I want to hear. I feel like hear. Wes is going to become a Cardinals fan. I can sort of feel it happening. There are some feelings there. There's a tingling <laughs> sensation. I like it. He's crushing. And it's not going to be a one-night stand. You're talking this is – I'm not a one-night stand kind of man. Damn it. Uh, so, yes, we will uh, We will talk about that. We'll also do a bunch of news. And we also uh, will have to make – we're going to make a phone call at the end of the show uh, to somebody we, we, who we should check in with. I'll just leave it there. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Uh, the Irishman behind the glass. How are you, buddy? I'm doing great, Dan. How are you? Uh, how was your weekend? Oh, it was very nice. Went to the batting cages. Yeah. Yep. Prepping for the softball, which I still have yet to hear about. But um, you know, that's it's become you yeah. know. What's, Is this happening? Oh, it's happening. It's happening. It's just I don't know the the uh, leadership above me. I can only do so much. I have not um, I have not heard back yet about the softball team that I'll be managing. 
this is what my mother has, used to say, and I always sound, it kind of seems like a overtly negative viewpoint in life, but no good deed goes unpunished. <laughs> I already love what, wait, yeah. what leadership? You're talking about like civ- the civic organizers? It sounds like you're talking in company. but In company, someone- shadow oh. league figures that are responsible for kind of getting it off the ground and then, you know, essentially handing it off. Right. Uh, they have not handed it off yet. Here we are in early April. So, you know, I'm wondering what's going on. Good Opening day that. already came and gone. Exactly. So who I knows just what's want- happening? I just wanted to make sure I didn't miss a tryout. That's all. Try It's coming, buddy. Okay. Just it's making coming. sure. All right. Let's do some news. Show me the money. Oh, that, a little update on that. A lot of people were asking, is show me the money coming back? Actually, no one has asked. I've thought about <laughs> bringing after, of course, successfully bringing back the Dean Scream. That was successful. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm going to ride out the Dean Scream through the political season at the very least and then maybe roll out show me the money. I mean, they're talking about making a sequel to Jerry Maguire. There's whispers about that on Twitter. So. Sounds you could be massively upstaged in your attempt here. Uh-oh. I think uh, I think Colin Kaepernick's trying to help you to bring back the show me the money with his stance too. Ooh, look at you, Brandon. Pick up the chisels. <laughs> Colin Kaepernick <laughs> uh is still a member of the 49ers and there is a uh what amounts to a stare down going on right now with the Denver Broncos reported over the weekend that the Broncos and 49ers have a deal in place or something a structure of a deal in place. The only thing left is the money. Uh, Kaepernick effective last week his 11.9 million uh, dollar salary for the 2016 season is guaranteed John Elway and the Broncos don't want to pay him that much I think they're willing to pay 7 million from what we're hearing and they and the Niners do not want to take any of the money back so they guess the maybe Kaepernick takes a pay cut should Colin Kaepernick take a pay cut Mark to get the to get this thing done and start fresh or is it time to put your foot down and say, no, I'm not k- taking a pay cut? Well, I mean, my take is I know he seemingly or definitely wants out of San Francisco, but Kaepernick at this point is not necessarily even a starting quarterback or guaranteed of starting more than a handful of games the rest of his career. So asking him to take a nearly $5 million pay cut, I think that would be a bad move by his agent just to sit there and let that happen. You've got to let this thing play out a little bit more before you give up that kind of money. He may never see that kind of money again. The money's guaranteed. I mean, in the NFL, you get I mean, players get cut all the time. Nothing's really guaranteed. I don't know why he would give that up unless he really desperately wanted to get out of San Francisco because they're going to be on the hook regardless to pay him, whether they're paying him all of it and he's just sitting on the roster or they're paying some of it and they're just picking up whatever is left over from whatever team is going to pay that pay him. So I mean, they sort of the 4.9 um they that might be best case scenario for them. He does he is miserable. He does want out of San Francisco. That's what the trade request was for. And you know what else isn't guaranteed happiness. Why why be somewhere where you're miserable? You've made 30 million dollars. This isn't us making whatever we're making worried about losing $5 million. It's somebody with $30 million already made. And to me, don't be myopic. Don't say, hey, I'm going to stick with bad surrounding talent on, in a franchise that lost all confidence in me. Why not take the long view and go to John Elway's franchise? 
which has run as well as any franchise in the NFL, turn your career around, and $5 million will be nothing once you've turned your career around and reestablished yourself. Let, let me say this, too, because it, it's important to have some context about what even, what the $12 million salary or 11.9, whatever it is, that is not a ton of money for the market for quarterbacks. No. Where even an average guy makes about 15, the studs make 20-plus. So – to me, I'm starting, and I know we should have a ton of faith in L.A., even though I don't know if he handled the Brock Osweiler situation the right way. He is really playing hardball here, and if he's not careful and this thing just never happens because he wants to save the extra $5 bucks, are you ready to go into the 2016 season as a defending Super Bowl champion with, A, a rookie quarterback that's completely untested, or, B, Mark Sanchez, who's a journeyman, let's face it. I mean, that's... That's running a pretty big risk of uh, blowing up your uh, repeat attempt before it ever starts. Well, or C, Colin Kaepernick, who now that it's March or April, we think we, you know, we we'll go back. We just watched the Super Bowl game against the Ravens, you know, downstairs, and that's a different player. The player of last year is not worth the kind of money he's guaranteed to make this year. But if we talk about Colin Kaepernick wanting to go and be happy and have the long view. I see where you're coming from, Wes. But at the same time, it's for someone that doesn't value you at your current cost. I mean, he had Peyton Manning take a pay cut, too. And meanwhile, the Mark Sanchez and the team, they're starting, they're doing things together. They're starting to go through stuff. You have Mark's, I mean, this is like time that Colin Kaepernick is wasting if he is going to make the jump and do whatever is right for his career and himself, maybe. How about this? John Owe has evaluated all of these quarterbacks correctly, starting with Peyton Manning last offseason, continuing through through Brock Osweiler, and now with Sanchez and Kaepernick, he knows that they're not the answer. They're not a solution. They're a patch, and he's got a strong enough roster to well, kind of carry case, that quarterback. If, if you're a patch, I wouldn't run to Denver with a $5 million pay cut. I would because it's a chance to rejuvenate your career, resurrect your career. Uh, moving on, Roger Goodell, uh, the commissioner of the NFL, uh, was at a town hall meeting with the Jacksonville Jaguars season ticket holders. I didn't think Rog was that plugged in. He's like going to local town halls. Yeah. When are you going to do that, Dan Hansis? Maybe, maybe soon. Uh, <laughs> the issue of will the playoffs be expanded came up, and this was something that was a hot issue a couple of years ago. Last season they tabled the issue. It didn't even come up at the annual meeting this past uh, March, uh, and Goodell had this to say. Could you do it? Yes, you could do it. From a competitive standpoint, our competition committee said we think we can do it properly. We're still looking at the broadcasting side of it, and then there's labor relations side of it too, which you have to deal with 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 the union, but it will continue to get discussion. It will likely happen at some point, but we want to be really cautious because we like the balance we have uh, and so on. And uh, to me, guys, I love the way things are. and There is – NFL deserves credit for – always looking to tweak things and make the game better. doesn't always work out for making the game better, but they they don't just hold things as they are forever. But 32 teams, 32 teams, 16 <laughs> teams in each conference, six playoff teams on each side. That, to me, works. I love it. 12 teams make it. Why change something that works? Your Jets could have gotten in. That's why. That's why. Here's the argument for it, because it doesn't really change a whole lot if you think about it, because there would still be – four division winners in each conference, and then they would just have three wildcard teams. So only one team would get that coveted first-round bye. So you add one more playoff game, and then it's sort of like – I just don't think it's fair when Mm. teams with double-digit wins aren't getting in, and then there's teams by default with 500 records that are playing in the playoffs. Well, life's not fair. It's not. (laughs) If you look at Goodell's full comments – 
It sounds like he doesn't want it, but he's acknowledging that the owners do. So it may happen at some point, but he's happy with the way things are. I mean, what is not just likely but guaranteed is the playoffs are or the playoffs are never going to contract. They're all, it's likely it's, it's fair to say they're likely going to expand because that will happen at some point. Make more but, money. But you're right. If you look at what he said in it, there, I almost think the headline is a little bit. It's overselling it a little bit, as Wes mentioned downstairs, because. He definitely talks about the competitive balance and the fact that the way it is right now is very attractive to a big chunk of the people in charge. So, you know, they, this has been on the table for half a decade. It's not about to happen in the next couple of months. Uh, Greg Hardy is out of work. Of course, a uh, got a second chance with the Dallas Cowboys last year after his ugly domestic violence incident. And uh, this week he had an interview, a sit-down interview, one-on-one. I believe the first time we've seen this since all this stuff went down with Adam Schefter of ESPN, uh, and he had some interesting things to say, and I guess interesting is one way to put it. Uh, Disturbing is another way to put it, but here is uh, what he said when asked if he's ever um, been physically violent towards a a woman. I've never put my hand on any woman in my whole entire life. No, sir. That's just not how we're raised. As you can tell, like I said again, it's the Bible Belt, uh, referring to where he grew up it's just something that's i wouldn't even say frowned upon just something that's non-existent in most southern homes okay so do you think he's a sociopath do you think he like (laughs) he just doesn't think that that happened like he might he perhaps is delusional and i i think listen if you turn on any show right now it's it's just it's greg hardy uh you know everybody's getting up on the pulpit and and coming down at hardy i think we're all in agreement that greg hardy's a goon and doesn't seem very bright either. Let's just be honest about that. But so let's just, I want to talk about this from a football aspect. The design or the conceit of this interview, I would think his agent was for Greg Hardy to be seen in a better light. And it did not go over that way. I mean, he came off very poorly. No one's going to say he came off well at all. And my question is, after after it didn't work out with the Cowboys, did, did this potentially end his career? Was it that bad an interview where teams are going to be totally scared off by this guy? I think it did, and I think when he was asked, why are you still unemployed, and he said, well, making mistakes and right now having to learn from them, how are you learning from mistakes when, as Michelle Beadle, I love her, she's so awesome, she goes on her own network and says, why did we give this guy a platform for a redemption tour, and he used it to say, basically, my life has changed. I'm a changed man, but I won't even admit what I did wrong. I'm going to show no remorse, no contrition. Not no even re- admit. Uh, no repentance. Lied. Not even – he's set up for a redemption tour, and he didn't take advantage of it. I don't know if there's a redemption tour coming for him, no matter whether he gets on a team or not. But in terms – I think we all agree about what he's done and who he is. There's no real even debate there in this room. But the idea of does this hurt or end his career, I mean – if you're going to put a player like this out there and have him answer these questions, if you're his agent and you're his group of people around him, are you going to go through some trial questions? See how you're going to respond? I mean, his own words are the reason that he won't have another job because of what he said. And, you know, he he goes and accuses Ray Rice of X, Y, and Z and calls himself an innocent, innocent person. I mean, this is it just feels kind of like the time we live in as much as anything else. I mean, he's he's made this bed. For himself, like he ha- yeah. he has to lay in it. It I I hate cliches, but I mean this is so true, and I hate the fact that he's still talking about it, and that he really is still given the opportunity to talk about he it. He is absolutely radioactive right now. 
and this made it. It was already bad, and now I think it's even worse. I would be stunned if he's on a team uh, in September. Stunned. Too. And beyond what happened from the domestic violence angle, we got a window into his viewpoint of women when he shot out a shot off his mouth about Tom Brady's wife mm-hmm. and her sister. That's and by the way, Blake Bortles' wife too. This is how he views women. Uh, all right, so that's what's going on with Greg Hardy. See you later, buddy. Uh, in other news, uh, Alden Smith, who has had his own problems off the field, uh, he has a job. He signed a uh, two-year deal with the Oakland Raiders. Rap Sheet reported Monday that the deal is worth up to $19.5 million with $11 million in base salary with the Raiders. Uh, that will be prorated for the games he's eligible for. Of course, he'll be suspended for, I believe, roughly half the season uh, for a uh, current run-in, uh, past run-in with the law, I believe, last August. So Alden Smith back with the Raiders. It was the only place he wanted to play. Uh, do you like the signing, Wes? Yeah, I think it makes sense. He won't be able to play until mid-November, but I think to me when I look at the difference between a guy like Alden Smith and Greg Hardy is to me it's remorse, and we live in a country where you get second chances. You have to take advantage of them and admit, look in the mirror, change your life, and and from what the Raiders are saying, that's what this guy's trying to do. I think it's one thing to make mistakes that hurt yourself, and it's another thing to make make mistakes that hurt other people. Well, I mean, okay, he was also nabbed with multiple DUIs, and that is the, the reason that he's not uh, Josh Brent or someone else at this point in our conversation is because he's lucky, and so are others, that he didn't hurt anyone else. But secondly, like he has in the Raiders owner Mark Davis and the Davis family, someone that sees him as a family member, someone, you know, you thought this was the Niners had this stance for a long time. They wanted to see him through everything and it came to be too much. And he's lucky that there's another team out there that is willing to embrace and give him this chance, because I think probably at least the vast majority of the league would say no to him. I want to believe that he changed. Like, I really do. I I want to see him succeed and learn, and I really hope he does because, honestly, it would be great for him, but it would really be great for the Raiders, too, because I really like him, Khalil Mack, Bruce Irvin. I think that could really help that defense. In other news, LaShawn McCoy, uh, the Bills running back, the Philadelphia District Attorney's Office announced Monday – I know that no charges will be filed in an alleged incident involving uh, McCoy that resulted in two injured off-duty police officers in February. A news release stated there is not enough evidence to meet the, quote, legal threshold to issue charges. What do you think about that, Wolfie? How is there not? There's a video of it. I mean, one of the police officers was treated for a possible fractured skull, and all of this was over champagne bottles at a terrible club, so to speak, in Philadelphia. This is uh, Connie Fox's uh, neck of the woods. It is. It's a a terrible place. It's (laughs) super corny and cheesy, and the fact that they were there to begin with, they they should get in trouble for that alone. But this... This is unbelievable. I don't know if you guys saw this, but the Fraternal Order of Police sent out a letter after that, and it it, it reads with some things that I'll show you. But on the back, there is a picture of the Philadelphia District Attorney Seth Williams with a giant cross around his face. The line through it, like the Ghostbusters red (laughs) circle. Wow. And then it says, it caps, Seth, what's the deal? So on it, he says that uh, he caused... Uh, Seth Williams, a season ticket hunting district attorney who refuses to do his sworn job. And he also told the cops 
that you can bet he and his friends will go after you if you are lucky enough to win the fight, if you are in this situation in the future, especially Ooh. when the Demo- when the National Democratic Convention comes to town. Wow. Whoa. Um, yeah. Wow. And not to mention, he has a point. If you look at Seth Williams' Twitter, which I, I you guys can look it up I online, plugged in. he has – all these pictures of him and Eagles players. He's Chip a ticket Kelly. He always goes on the radio station there. Mm. Yes. So you can tell that this is a major, major thing in Philadelphia. Wow. wow. I have had a fractured skull. Have you? Me too. Yeah. So, wait. Are we, set, are we teasing <laughs> the fractured skull podcast coming up later this week? So. Did you look like the elephant man? I looked like I had like an egg that you would crack under my skull. I got hit in the head with a baseball bat. Oh, and you can like football. feel it. How old are you? It goes from like uh, the my eye all the way. Yeah. It's like cracked to the back of my skull. It was here. like. And if I go, if I like, oh am doing God. a handstand or something, you can see the crack in my head. Whoa. It's so weird. Or if I get. When mad, did that happen? If I get mad at like. <laughs> what well, the crack? That's kind of badass. Yeah, I know. Wait, when did that happen? Oh, I was like probably twelve. And somebody was doing like a swing. You just walked. They right were practice swinging with an aluminum bat, and I was like, "Hey, I'm just gonna, you know, can you hold up a second? And I don't think she heard me. And wow. she was one of the best hitters on the team, and oh, she went oh back God. and just cracked right into. I am not letting my How children out of the West? house. Tackle football. Fifteen years old. No helmet. No helmet. Knee to the head. Concussion. Ouch. Didn't feel concussed. Just woke up the next day, and there was like an inch between my skin and my skull, an inch of fluid. Ugh. Look like the I, elephant I man. Well, yes, the uh, fractured skull podcast coming up later this summer. <laughs> and by the way, Shady McCoy uh, stressed the word shady, uh, not out of the woods in the NFL because he could still uh, face a, a discipline, including a suspension under the league's policy for uh, what is it, behavioral or what is the personal, personal con- conduct? Personal conduct. Thank you, guys. Something Orwellian. So we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. But uh, Lashawn McCoy will not be facing charges. Finally, let's move off the blotter page. Uh, Big Ben, Ben <laughs> Roethlisberger, Steelers quarterback. Well, he's had his issues as well, but let's talk about oh my football. God, this podcast. This podcast. It's very grim. <laughs> uh, the offseason. He has, you know, Wes, I don't know if anybody's noticed, Wes's body is tighter than it's been in several years. Dan has noticed. It is great. Uh, he's fitting into clothes that were in his closet for months and months. Um, he is looking better than ever, 40 and feeling fresh, <laughs> right? 42. Can you 42. put that on Twitter? Not looking like better bio? than ever, but thank you. Uh, I bring that up because maybe Big Ben's on the Chris Wessling diet, diet because he has lost 15 pounds on a, quote, high cardio workout plan. He's always been a big boy, as we know. Uh, uh, but maybe he got a little too big last year when he had a bunch of injuries. He was not able to work out at all, really. So I don't know if the team said, "Hey, Ben, let's let's uh, you know cut back a little bit," or he made the decision to limber up. He's getting a little older now. He's 34 years old. He has shed 15 pounds. Wes, uh, I would like to drop some weight. So take take me through your uh, plan for weight loss in 2016. I didn't really have a plan. As you know, I tore my rotator cuff. Yes. When I moved to L.A., I was in the best shape I had been in since my mid-20s. And then I tore my rotator rotator cuff playing softball and could not lift weights for a year and a half. So I put on weight, and now I'm just lifting weights again and working out. I mean, you're now almost exploding out of that shirt for different reasons. What a body. <laughs> don't make, oh Pat, don't make Patrick jealous. I think that's happened. You have made Patrick Uh-oh. jealous. 
This is going to be on Patrick's whiteboard. <gasps> Dan has a new male, ma- a new male Obsession. person's body to you know <laughs> n- take notes on and comment on. Well, here's the thing: like Wes is right next to me all the time. Patrick, I only get to see every once in a while, and on Facebook and Twitter. Anyway, body update right wow. there. Wow. Uh, <laughs> Big Ben losing 15 pounds. I mean, like. He's a huge dude. He's a big boy. Like 15 pounds, is that really? I'm not sure. No, on a guy like him? No matter what he weighs, it always looks like he's got like three extra chins. (laughs) It's like, that's Permanente Brothers right there. Yeah. Uh, Yes, of all the quarterbacks, a fat face. You know, don't don't get personal just because he didn't go to the Browns. You had a chance to get up. I'm just making an observation. I cannot think of another quarterback that has, at times, as you mentioned, multiple chins like Big Ben. He really seems to fluctuate, become very puffy, and then go back into (laughs) less puffy nose. Well, as a fellow puffy person, I'm allowed to. He's an everyman. Big Ben is an everyman. (laughs) Okay. Well, now we're starting to hone in on your definition of that. Jeff Cumberland, finally, uh, formerly Cumbie. of the Jets. Cumbie has signed a one-year deal with the Chargers. Godspeed, Cumbie. Best of luck to you. I like that. It's a good landing spot for you to uh, jumpstart your career. And that's what's happening in the news. All right, let's get into it. No sense wasting time. Uh, you know, if if you didn't have a team, who would be a good team to pick uh, in the NFL today? Um you know, this is whether you're overseas or you're in America. Or you just, you know, I need a team to follow. It's time. Uh, I need a new team to follow, maybe. Maybe you divorced your former team like Chris Wessling did. Uh, but let's lay out some options to the best of our abilities and our opinions. Uh, and, Mark, we'll start with you. Why don't you nominate a team to anybody out there l- listening that needs a team? Nominate one for us. This was really hard because I want to cling to franchises that have been consistent and good for like the last 15, 20 years because you know that's going to continue to a large degree. But I'm going to take a risk here. I'm going to go Jacksonville Jaguars for Whoa. a couple reasons. I was thinking about them. I, and I'll tell you but. why. For me, it starts with do you believe in the owner? Yes, I do. Is he patient? Is he why do you to believe in the owner? Because I, like I just said, I think he's patient. I think that he's, he really, really seems to, A, have a vision for what the, where the NFL is going and also – enough patience to keep his coach and jam around and we're starting to see the rewards they have to win but if you want to jump on a team now I think if you want to catch the wave where you've got a good young quarterback a lot of young talent it might be the right time now two years ago that would have been a rough ride but that's that's my thing is get if you what want was the record last year well I'm just saying in yeah. the, up until now it's not what I'm selling what I'm selling is from here gotcha. on down and I will say that this about the owner Shad Khan he was definitely ahead of the curve with the pools in the stadium in the in the second deck in all American wow. sports, what a gimmick that is yeah in all American sports owner is the most important factor I, I, agree I totally with agree with that mm-hmm. uh, it is that is a bold pick because they have not been successful in many years but now there is talent there but we have to see because it could just as easily go the other way where if you pick the Jags and they have another Jag season they're probably going to fire the GM yeah ability or not uh, what we've seen in the last few years they haven't done anything fire the coach, and then the quarterback that you're pro- that's promising has a new coaching staff and a new offense to learn. So it's a little, ri- it's a risky move. It is certainly like risky because they yeah. haven't proven anything that I've just suggested yet. Big I, risk, big reward. I was yeah. sort of thinking along the same lines as you with my pick. I do like, Mark, that you are always Team Jaguar no matter what. I'm trying, and it was a bold <laughs> enough pick that I need to get up and leave now. What? <laughs> that is yeah. that is a way to go out. And it's not out of disdain for the show. I have an appointment to uh to get to. 
Do you so, want to give us a little a little more detail? Not it? really, because I'm honestly running late to get there. So I'll d- provide more detail later. All right. Well. Okay, bye, Cesar. There goes Mark. That's a walk-off right there. A little walk-off. Gets behind the Jags and walks out. You know what? I could, There's another point that you can use to defend this pick, too. If you, if you look at the perfect example of a just an alien landing and being lucky to, to get, like, 1971 Steelers would be perfect. They were 0 for 39 in their history. The worst run operation in the league. And then they go on a dynasty, and they've been great ever since. If you get into the ground floor, like the foothills of a, of a franchise like that, yes. you are blessed as a fan. I think, that, I think that's the key to this assignment, though, too. It's like getting the team just before, and you need to see enough in the tea leaves to predict it. And you don't want – and to me, and when we get to my pick, I'll get into a little more specifically, but you don't want to pick a, you don't want to pick a team where it's too easy or – you know what? I'll save that for when I get into it. Wes, why don't you go with yours? Now? Well, I've got a lot of guidelines here, and you've mentioned a few. <laughs> L- let me go over. First of all, I, I want a team with some legacy. I would not take the Jaguars because they really don't have any legacy. I want a team with some legacy. Le- NFL's been around for almost 100 years. Mm-hmm. I want to nod to that tradition. No dome teams. That get no rid- dome that teams. That gets rid of about four teams. Bad owners Wait, are out. retractable domes? I- I'll allow it. Okay. okay. So because who are we actually ruling out? I rule out Lions, Saints, Falcons, and Colts. Falcons have a new stadium. Okay, so yeah. we can – Colts have a retractable, back. bro. But they never open it. Okay, bro. What's up with the Vikings' new stadium? That's, That's uh, going to be retractable. Okay. It's, okay, well, let's not get hung up on the dome, but go ahead. <laughs> no bandwagon teams, which means Seahawks and Panthers are out. Got you. I had the same exact – That was role. mine, too. Yeah. <laughs> no uh, irredeemable fan bases, which means the Cowboys are out and Vikings subreddit makes, makes the Vikings wow. out. Wow. And obviously the Patriots, they're out as well. Patriots and Broncos are out because of the throne of ease factor. Yep. Right, but also the Too previous easy. category. Watchability, well. Chargers and Chiefs are out. Uniforms, the Buccaneers are out. Watchability, Chiefs and Chargers are out. No New York teams because they're obnoxious. <laughs> Wait, how, media long, covering how long them. is this list? No franchise. Wait, does this surprise you even a little bit? <laughs> no. no franchise thieves. Like in the night, the oh. Raven, Ravens are out for stealing the Browns. Browns. Colts are out for stealing the Ravens, or for stealing the Colts from Baltimore. Gotcha. Uh, I'm down to like 40. Oh I'm down to Packers, Cardinals, Bears, and Raiders. Okay. And your pick? I'm really tempted to go with the Raiders because of a nod. Ah, uh, that's my team. No, I'm, I'm tempted. Right. I'm going right. to leave them for you. Ah, because spoiler alert. Sorry. They have the 70s, early 80s Raiders for a decade are the most colorful team in NFL history to me. They're outlaws living on the edge of society. I kind of think I'm a bit of an outlaw. I don't know. You're Al Davis boy. is the most dynamic owner in history. I would love to see like that whole thing come back. The NFL is more fun when the Raiders are fun. But I'm going with the Packers because of their tradition. They're going to be good. And because only in the NFL would, it, would a city that has 80,000 people be allowed to survive. And frankly – like Mark said, it comes down to the owner, and the Packers have the best owner in sports, the people. <laughs> you just I mean, that's a great a line. Drop, pen drop. I mean, it's a great line, Wes, but they – I mean, it's only really – it's like a figurehead, really. I mean, they're not – Who's their owner? They have a board. Right. And it's obviously well run, but it's still – you know, it's a board. It's not like literally like, you know, Joe Blow in the bar is like, and this year we're taking a tackle in round two. Right, but he owns like a dollar thirty worth of the franchise. And that's yeah. something, Dan. It is something. I here's here's why that's a bad choice, Wes. And I like, I like that choice. I loved your logic, and I like the Raiders too. They were a finalist for me as well. So, Colleen, you got to really sell them hard when okay. we get to you. All right, I'm ready. 
The reason why, Wes, that is not a great choice is, is this. It goes back to the football gods. And uh, you had Brett Favre from 1992 to 2007. And then outrageously, you end up with Aaron Rodgers from 2008 until 2023 or whatever it's going to be. There is just, to me, there's no way the gods smile down upon that franchise for perhaps decades after Aaron Rodgers. They're not going to get another quarterback. It could be forever. They've yeah. used up their QB well, karma. You know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. Thank you <laughs> for that drop, Brandon. Everything else I liked about it. While you believe that. in the football gods, you know very well that I am football agnostic and I pay no attention to any of that Ooh. nonsense. I believe. Well, th- maybe this is we're steering into the theology podcast a little bit here, which is coming up later this summer only on NFL.com. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I like everything else about it. I just don't know if the gods will gift them another quarterback after Aaron gets old. I don't know. It's a smart organization, though, too. It is. It is. And Ted Thompson, I like him a lot. There's a lot of reasons also- to like the Packers. If you're if you're like an American trying to pick an, a Premier League team, you don't want to go pick Man Man U, Manchester United. You want to pick a, an underdog like the city of Green Bay, where football means everything to that fan base. Yeah, it's true. Like, like in that. New York and L.A., there's so many things to do. Green Bay, you need football. All right. Okay. Wes, it was a good sell. I mean, you fell just short, in my opinion, by completely <laughs> oh my God. underestimating the football gods. Because I'll tell you who is the team. And I have the this is I have personal experience. I've had a front row seat for my entire life. Oh, you're going with the Jets? Of course not. Let me. These right, are right, my right. ground rules, okay? Let me don't step. I know. On my sorry. Here we comment. go. <laughs> I'm ruling out any team with five or more titles. So the Steelers, the Cowboys, the Niners, out. The Patriots are out because they're the Patriots. So many reasons. The Patriots. I'm ruling out any star-crossed franchise. Basically, if you were a top-five team in my pain rankings last summer, you're out. So the Browns, the Jets. Listen, I'm a Jets fan. I was born into it. It's built character in my life, but I would never wish it upon anyone. And I actually had a thought when my son was born in 2014, should I steer him away? I still haven't decided because it's a tough life. So Browns, Jets, Bills, Lions, and Vikings – do not get behind those teams because there's something in the water with those franchises. Stay off the bandwagon, Wes, just like you mm-hmm. said. Seahawks and Panthers, both out. So it came down to two teams for me. The Raiders again. And I won't explain the reasons because, Colleen, I'm sure you have many of your own. But I went with the Giants. The Giants? The New York Giants. Why? And this so is the why. Manchester United of the NFL. Absolutely not. That would be uh, that would be another. That would be the Patriots, or obviously Man U in this analogy. The Cowboys, probably, or the Cowboys. Yeah. The Giants have never been a dynasty. They, the Giants, of course, are a they team. have. Well, under Parcells, that was never a dynasty. They won the, in the late fifties and then in ninety. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> let me just make my point. So, I, what I was saying was, I have had a front row seat for my entire childhood and adolescence. Everyone around me was a Giants fan, and. I was always jealous because the Giants, they might not be the most exciting franchise, but they they have rock-solid leadership when we go back to the ownership, how they run their operation, and they also have a winning culture. Even even though they've never been had the the dynasty type runs, they win every, you know, 10, 15 years. They've now they've gotten four Super Bowls, they've won, they've been to six, so and they always seem to be in the mix every couple of years. They they're a team that's they know how to do it. And it's a, as much as it bothers me as a Jets fan, 
I have to say it's a solid fan experience because it's a good fan base, a loyal fan base, a one of the historic NFL teams. They've had success, but not in an obnoxious way. And they have ownership that you can trust. So even when Eli gets old and Odell Beckham you know, goes bolts in free agency, you trust that they're going to put it together. For me, the Giants are really – maybe they're not the most exciting, sexy pick, but the safe pick if you want to have a team to follow. And also it's a New York team, and it's a beautiful city and a great state. New York is a beautiful city, but I just – it gives me a rash the way that the media covers all New York teams. <laughs> and the Giants, since I've been – watching football since I was knee-high to a June bug are the most boring team in the NFL. They're boring. I mean, it's cold there, so you got to sit through those games. That's but, good. But most cities have – I mean – Football should uh, be played in cold weather. It should, and I agree. I agree. But until I went to the Super Bowl this year and sat in San Francisco and watched that game in, like, perfect weather, I was like, wow, this yeah, is well, really nice. Yeah, but You're not going to pick your team based on weather, no, are you? No, I'm not. Probably? Of course I'm not. All right, but my, my first condition – also had to do with bandwagon. I mean, no, nobody can ever accuse you of being a bandwagon fan if you go with the Raiders right now. Unless it was the 70s, early 80s. Right, right, right. But right now, right if now. this yep. is your team that you pick, um, you can't be a Broncos fan just because they just won Patriots, all the, all the teams that you had just mentioned. Um, also, the Raiders haven't made the playoffs in 13 years. Right now, they're building, but it looks like they're going up. And it's like if you all of a sudden hit – and for the first time in 13 years, people are going to go crazy. That's a great team to catch on with. Yep. Not to mention, you do have an excuse to come to California or go to Mexico City to watch them next year play the Texans. That's I dream about going to Mexico City. Right? That would be <laughs> one a of the good most one. beautiful places in the world. Come on. All right, but um, the fact that they were seven and nine last year, they weren't terrible. And you're very far away from the Tony Sperano gimmicky things that were going on before. I buried the ball and you buried the past. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You don't have to deal with that. Plus, um, you get to wear uh, black. It's good colors. The downside is you have it to is. hang out with Raiders fans. But, you know, I think it'll be okay. There's some nice weight Raiders fans. They're an intimidating fan base. But they are. If you are part of that group, then, then that's cool. And I get that being from Philadelphia. It's yeah. the same type of thing. The, the Raiders, this is what the Raiders have going for them. Cool name. Uh, cool fan base. Great uniforms. Great, Great color uniforms. scheme. They're an up-and-coming team. They're not y- there yet. They seem to have a QB in place. Mm-hmm. Mark talked about the importance of having stability. Certainly, you cannot argue that Reggie McKenzie hasn't had a chance to rebuild this outfit. Uh, I love it. I love Khalil Mack, Amari you, Cooper. You could argue that they have the most colorful, distinctive persona in NFL mm-hmm. history. The outlaws, I love that. Yeah. I mean, we shouldn't confuse Al Davis with Mark Davis. Uh, right. A number of levels. I just, you know, so it's right. not like you're going to assume they're going to be the swashbuckling Raiders of old, but it's still but legacy is that is important legacy. to me. Yes. Yeah. I'm with you on that. Yeah, I'm comfortable with my pick. Hey, you know what else? Legacy? Frank Gifford of the New York Giants. Love Gifford. Yeah, remember what uh, Chuck Bednarik did to him? Concrete Charlie? Ooh, uh, you know Concrete what? Remember that? I do. Uh, you know, the man just passed away. <laughs> Arlene's really too feeling soon? her Philadelphia oats today. Yeah, it's you because really of Villanova. Feeling. I know. <laughs> I know. Uh, so there you have it. Mark nominates the Jaguars. Wes, the Packers. I nominate the Giants. Colleen, the Raiders. But I'll say this. We all had feelings about the Raiders, and I believe Mark did too. He did. I feel like the Raiders might be the consensus pick here. If they were all in our final three, so that's got to count for something. But keep that in mind. So if you are looking for a team and you don't want to be on a bandwagon, you want to get involved with a 
uh, a, a team with a legacy and some real hope for the future and some badass uniforms. I'll say this, too. Right. If I ever do another long form, I think the Raiders that would be a really and the Al Davis one. years could be Yum. at the heart of it. I like the sound of that. I would read it. Yeah. Al Davis has the best quotes in NFL history. Just phenomenal. I feel it coming. You got to do that. Did I ever tell you the story about the owner who set a parrot at the front door of the owners' meetings? No. This is when Al Do- Davis was suing the NFL. Another NFL owner bought a parrot, trained it to say "F you, Al Davis." <laughs> wow. Stationed it at the front door of the owners' meetings. <laughs> wow. I think we need to do that. That Paul here. Brown was a car. So capacity. Yeah, how much is a parrot? I don't know. We should do it. Let's all chip in. <laughs> I think that's one of the greatest stories <laughs> in sports history. That's I'm I'm imagining that it worked perfectly as well. Like the parrot talked on command. Oh yeah. Said it to everyone that it walked by. That could be the mascot here. We could just have a parrot in here. Can you imagine a parrot in a put-down contest with Al Davis? Oh my god. <laughs> that's no. awesome. Uh all right, before we go, guys. Um I don't know if you guys caught the finals of the NCAA men's basketball season. What's that? That is college hoops. And it was, I know you're not a big fan, Wes, but it was one of the better games in recent memory. Wolfie, I know, as a Philadelphia native, seeing Villanova Villanova take the title for the first time since 1985, a three-pointer, a name that will live forever in uh, Philly sports lore. Lore. Lore, yeah. Thank you. What's his name again? Who, Chris Jenkins? Chris at the Jenkins, end? yes. Chris Jenkins. Forever. It hasn't even lived 24 hours. Well, uh, not from <laughs> I love that uh, everybody thought that Ryan Archie Diacono, it was like Archie Diacono, they thought his name was, first and last. Like not e- like everybody's like, Ryan? Who's Ryan? It was an awesome game. <laughs> so it was a cla- instant classic. And uh, uh, unfortunately, if there's a winner in that, those type of classic games, there's got to be a loser. It was the University of North Carolina. And, and in a crushing you know turn of events and fate, the favorite team, uh, collegiate team, and I believe the alma mater of David Ely, our desk editor downstairs, who the last time we heard from him on this show, uh, you know, it was his beloved Carolina Panthers going down in flames uh, in Super Bowl 50. So maybe we'll, I don't know, is it cruel to give him a phone call just to see? He's on a bad run. I think he should just check to see how he's doing. Check he in. thrives off the... The t- attention simultaneously, though. <laughs> okay. So, hey, Irishman, do you think we can get – call down to the desk and let's see if we can get in touch with him. I, I hope he hasn't left yet for the day. News desk, Matt working. Hi, can we uh, please speak with David Ely, please? Hey, Matt. May I ask who's speaking? This is Dan Hansis of the Around the NFL podcast. Dan Hansis of the NFL podcast. Yeah, that's me, buddy. I don't know that guy. He sounds like a Jet fan. <laughs> this is Sawicki. Great. Let me hear your name it real quick, Matt. I can't. I'm not going to do that for you. <laughs> I couldn't care less about that. Very good. It's one of the Let great. me get you over to David Ely. That's oh my God. <laughs> Again, it was Ely who's had an active game. Wow. That was Knocked weird. it out of me. <laughs> David. Hey, Ely, what's up? It's uh, the old oh. Zeuser upstairs. Hey. How are you? Fine. Um, now, it's time to talk about it. Now, of course, Dave, you had the champagne bottle. Uh, uh, tell, take us a little bit through the process last night before Jenkins hit that three. Oh, wow. Okay, so um, I was at my apartment, not in the newsroom this time, 
Uh, it was me and uh, two other friends who both went to uh, North Carolina, mm. and um, this time it was a little more of a party. So we, there's some cocktails involved, and uh, we were a little. There were some nerves, and then we were all standing one page to the three, and we were feeling pretty good about overtime. Yeah, and at this point, where's the champagne bottle? For those that don't remember, Mr. Ely had purchased the bottle of champagne and kept it in the office. A risky move with uh, HR uh, to pop when the Panthers won the Super Bowl. He kept it refrigerated, hoping that he could use it for this game. At this point, where is the champagne bottle? It's in my fridge. And you're feeling good at this point? Uh, I'm I'm kind of lost. I'm, I don't know what to do because it it's a nice bottle of champagne. It's sparkling rosé, to be specific. You, I, I'm a fan of rosé. I can't help it. Wow. Okay. <laughs> and uh, I don't want to waste it, but at the same time, it's, I feel like it might be cursed. Um, so I don't know what to do. with It, it. does feel uh, like a cursed bottle at this point. And Mar- and we were talking before he called. You know, we don't. This isn't a call to rub it in because there's nothing worse than the sports fan that rubs in a loss to a, a diehard fan. It's more mm-hmm. like, how you doing, buddy? Yeah. Uh, uh, okay, I guess. Uh, I'm. Uh, I guess I feel lost. I feel like uh, things don't make sense. My birthday's on Saturday, so I mean, this put a little downer on the week. Yeah. So I I'm bet. just trying. I'm just trying. I'm searching. Okay. How about this? Can you? Do you have any questions, Colleen? I mean, I am on the complete opposite end of things, so, uh, Ely, I'm really sorry. Ooh, but being from Philadelphia, it was amazing to see Villanova. Does, and now that I'm, didn't help at all. Does that what, make it worse? What's the extent of your Nova fandom? Are what's you that? from Philly? Like, are you no, a Nova I, well, fan? Well, I or? actually I covered the team when um, all of those guys, Ooh, like Archie right Yacono. You with that, Ely. was a freshman. It keeps I've uh, covered them a couple times in the tourney, yeah. Okay. I, I guess that's fine. All right. And, um, all right. <laughs> Before we let you go, David, and you, obviously you seem like you're okay, uh, I want you to power rank the following losses, okay? <laughs> okay. Power rank these losses, uh, one being the worst loss, three being a terrible loss but not the worst. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Carolina Panthers' loss in Super Bowl 50. All right. Uh, the University of North Carolina's loss in the championship game. Okay. And her. <laughs> <laughs> Because oh no, is this, no. Uh, are you, you know, talking about the movie losing the Oscar? Yeah, tell us about that. Um, let's see. Number one, uh, Panthers Super Bowl Fifty. Um, I mean, I was twenty-three at the time I got dumped, so it's probably for for the best. Right. So then I'll let's transition to uh, you. But it's weird that you still night. think about it, right? Well, I, I do when you bring it up. Oh, so, okay. sorry. Uh, <laughs> So, uh, yeah, we'll transition to last night. It's pretty raw right now. And then, yeah, sure, three. Three can be the breakup. Well, I don't believe any of that. I mean, we, we can – we can. I mean, I'm, I might not believe it either, but who knows. Well, that's what I'm telling myself at least. And I will, I'll say this too, Ely, it, and I'm being honest, and Wes, you know this. I like – you know, whatever's good for the podcast, I like to, you know, go down that <laughs> avenue. So as the game's developing – I'm thinking, oh, it would be pretty kind of fun to call Ely after another crushing loss. But then I thought about it a little more, and I said, well, but Ely's a good dude, and the Panthers' loss was bad, and, you know, the college girlfriend, that hurt. And it would be good if he got, you know, this. But in the back of my mind, I said, no, you know what? This feels like they're going to pull the football on you again. You're going to get Charlie Brown. And well, sure I mean, enough, it's not like they haven't won championships in the past. So it's not like I, I have seen, I, I have seen a, a okay. victory before in my life. Man, and UNC got called for everything. I mean, there were so many fouls. 
Wow. Uh, yeah, Wolfie we'll rubbing it in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Salt Look, in the Philadelphia, no wow. Philly team wins anything ever. So. <sighs> All right. It's, it's fine. We, we at least respect Santa and, and Charlotte. Oh, Santa that's Charlotte. an old bit, Ely. You know. All right. <laughs> Dave Ely. This, is, this has been a great. This has been a great chat. Dave Ely, you'll have to put the champagne on ice. Maybe maybe the Phillies have a big season. I think we might, we might uh, pull uh, Tony Sperano and bury the ball. You're going to bury the Ooh, I like that idea. It's cursed. Bury the champagne. Yeah. yeah. Don't drag it to another important sporting event, please. <laughs> no, I think you should travel to a Pacific island and throw it into a hollowed-out volcano. Uh, if I can do it on From rock, whence rock you came. Nine, that's fine with me. <laughs> so, yeah, some type of yeah grand yeah. gesture might be the best move. But well, I don't have a baseball team, so at least this summer should be fine. Oh, you know what you should do? You should travel up to Oakland and literally bury the bottle next to the ball, Sperano's ball. That's a great I idea. Li- I like that. Could that, we, that might be a good like uh, VOD segment. Mm, good, good call. Good, good internal <laughs> link go too. All right, David Ely, downstairs desk editor. Sounds like he's hanging in there after another crushing Crushing setback, personally. Uh, You're going to be okay. Yeah, hang in there, I buddy. It gets better. All right, thanks. All right. That's it. Yeah, you, Connie Fox. I know. Devilish. I'm sorry. It's it, it was a big night. It was a really good game. I mean, that was one of the best NCAA finishes I've ever seen. I mean, it, to be fair, she's waited 31 years for that. And Drexel's never going to be anywhere right. in the sporting scene. So, I mean, I have to... I ha- there isn't a lot of success. Villanova is the only one yeah. I can really root for. You always have Malik Rose. I love Malik Rose. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, congratulations. I'll take it. Connie Fox. All right. On your big win, the Villanova Wildcats, the 2015 NCAA champions. We will be back on Thursday with our second show of the week. Uh, you know, I don't know what the show is going to be like. Uh, we haven't even talked about it at all. But I'm gonna give it a pre-show grade of A minus. Wow. Ooh. Yeah, just you know. highest ever pre-show grade. Yeah, a lot of people are pumped up now thinking about it. <laughs> uh, all right, that's it. Uh, thank you very much, Connie Fox, for stopping by. Yes, of course. This was great. We love having you. Uh, you're you're quite a treat. <laughs> uh, thanks. That was weird. So creepy. Uh, all right. <laughs> It's a weird way to end the show. I know. I feel like my awkwardness is rubbing off on you. That's you. Yeah. It's, it's you sitting to my right. It's it's a little too close. It's it's changing things. Are you all right? I don't know. I, I feel like this has been a problem the entire show. Yeah. It's time. Let's let's just move forward as okay. one collective unit. This is Dan Hansis <laughs> signing off for. We're okay, right? <laughs> I think we're going to be okay. okay. Thanks. For the quiet storm, the mailman, Connie Fox, the Irishman behind the glass. Till Thursday. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.